very warm welcome to all our listeners. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Sudhir, thank you so much for joining us on Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you Ashish, thanks for having me. Awesome. Let's get started. So Sudhir, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself first. Well, uh, about oneself, uh, I've been uh, in this business uh, of uh, serving uh, a majority of enterprises uh, for almost about 30 years now. Uh, born and brought up in Mumbai. Uh, I can uh, speak six languages and I have exposure to uh, FMCG, consumer, uh, you know, uh, consumer durables and uh, uh, predominantly telecom and ICT uh, since 2000, so to speak. Amazing. I only know one person in my circle who can speak five, but you have beaten that record for six. <laughs> so, so what are these languages? I'm very curious to know. Uh, well, uh, it's Hindi, English, Marathi, mm-hmm. Gujarati. So that makes it four. And uh, obviously, uh, Kannada and Tulu. So my my mother tongue is Tulu and uh, Kannada. So those are the six. Oh, wow. (laughs) And and very, very fine understanding of Tamil as a language. But unfortunately, uh, can't speak. And about 10, 10, 20% of Malayalam also I understand. So that's what. I mean, you're the perfect salesperson to cover Pan-India, right? Amazing, amazing. Uh, so, um, te- so let's get started with uh, DECIX, the world largest internet exchange, right? right. So, if right. you can tell us in simple terms what you guys do, right? Um, right. We do have many people who have right. can understand technology, right. but very limited, right. like me. So, please help right. us understand what you guys do. Yeah. So, uh, first of all, the way you uh, pronounce the company is uh, with a K. Uh, so D-Kicks, all right. So it typically okay. means uh, DE stands for Doshe and CIX stands for Commercial Internet Exchange. Uh, okay. We got, as an organization, uh, the formation was done 26 years back uh, out of a small post office uh, in uh, Germany uh, with mm-hmm. the founding uh, principle of making internet, uh, uh, you know, affordable and easily accessible service uh, to everyone and not uh, a, a service offering for the elite only, you know. So okay. uh, that was the basic foundation and uh, uh, thankfully the organization has stuck to its uh, core principle through and through uh, in the last 26 years. Uh, we basically are an interconnection platform uh, with multiple services being provisioned across a single access port. Uh, the biggest one which has changed the way internet is consumed uh, has been uh, internet exchange, uh, which means on the A side, you will have the large uh, CDNs and gaming companies and uh, those whose services you would wish to consume, like a Netflix or an Amazon or a uh, uh, you know, uh, TikTok or whatever it is on A end. On the B end, mm-hmm. uh, Google, Facebook, Akamai and to name... I mean, there are 61 of those, uh, you know, business partners sitting on one side in Mumbai. On the other side, it is the consumers, which is the internet service providers. 
uh, and enterprises, SMEs, SMBs. And that's where the traffic gets exchanged locally. So today, uh, if uh, you want to look up Sudhir Kundar, under the normal circumstances, uh, you would have put a Google search and it would have used the uh, raw internet bandwidth, if I have to say so, uh, you know, the full duplex one, where, wherein it would go on the World Wide Web and fetch the information. Uh, against mm -hmm. that, uh, due to the presence of an exchange, the data is available across across connect and hence not only are you able to get uh, better uh, uh, results in a jiffy but also it saves a lot of cost and time as well so you get great uh, latencies uh, and along with that everything happens in a jiffy at, at a very very fractional cost of what you would use as a bandwidth so this is where predominantly this happens and then to to top it up, we also have a cloud exchange, which means uh, in Frankfurt, of course, we have 52 cloud service providers sitting out of the cloud exchange. But here in India, last two years, uh, we've had AWS, Azure, Google, and Oracle. So this typically would contribute to about 90% of the Indian market space, if not uh, more from the cloud service providers uh, angle. Uh, and unlike the open internet, where you would take multiple hops and jumps to reach a particular destination. This is a direct connect between uh, your infra and the CSP's infra. So to make it more simplistic, uh, we have a Bangalore-based organization into ophthalmics. They had a challenge of reaching to uh, AWS instances at Singapore. Their latencies were 330 milliseconds. Uh, come to DKX mm -hmm. and Last one and a half years, there's not a single trouble ticket raised. Uh, they reach the same location via DKX Direct Cloud and the latencies that they are able to uh, see, maintain and are very happy with is 40 MS. So that's the oh, kind wow. of optimization we bring to the core. Uh, Mumbai. So I can under, under, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. So, this, so what I can understand is basically you guys are operating digital ports. Is it the right word to say? Yeah, you can say that simplistically. And uh, yeah, please continue your saying about Bombay. Yeah. So like Mumbai, for example, helps optimization of, uh, uh, you know, bandwidth to the extent of 92%. And our exchanges in uh, Delhi and uh, Chennai, for example, would help optimization to the range of about 80 to 85%. So that's the advantage that we bring to the table for the consumers as well as uh, enterprises. Got it. Awesome. And uh, for example, um, it's similar to service, like for example, from a consumer standpoint, I'm looking at just to better understand is basically mm -hmm. when we use VPN, right, we get a be better latency, for example, if we are uh, picking the right servers or sort of thing. So is it the same process? Like, so how does, is it the same sort of thing? Am I? It's not the same process, uh, typically. But if I have to make it more simplistic, uh, uh, let me take a data center environment today. On one end, you will have uh, the names that I took, uh, yeah. who would have their uh, content hosted in that data center. And on the same B end, we will have uh, the consumers who come and connect over a cross connect, you see. When, when, when I say consumers of the service, it would typically be the ISPs and uh, enterprises. And 
all the data that is required is available over a cross connect thereby not requiring to traverse the open internet which okay. not only is a more efficient manner of consuming data but also a hugely uh, better in terms of uh, latencies uh, robustness of your network better control on your network and uh, cost obviously got it got it so sudhir how has the technology you know sort of shifted or you have seen you know the technology mm. getting better um for you guys to be able to deliver such uh, at low latency and terabit speeds so if you look at the way uh, as i said uh, the consumption has been going up in india and globally as well uh, and people were able to appreciate the fact that internet is not something that is only for entertainment or uh, you know uh, as a luxury it became a very very clear uh, element of roti kapda makan and internet mm-hmm. and not not necessarily in that order you know so uh, at 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 a time if you don't get roti is fine uh, but internet was a must during the covid times at least that's what people realized and that's the time also when people realized the importance of interconnection platforms like dkx because uh, all the workloads that were initially from a network build point of view uh and network uh, structural you know uh, the way the enterprises were served by our uh, friends in the telecom community was heavily towards a enterprise heavy geography and suddenly you have offices which are empty and households which are uh, consuming data to 5x and 6x of what it used to be the kids are playing their school is going on everything is online uh, you know b- both the parents are doing their work from home and at the end of that grueling 16 hour session of working from home you also need to have something that works for you to unwind and that's when you fall back on the entertainment portion of your uh, uh, netflixes and amazons that you would be wanting to watch you know so uh, that that shift seamlessly happened because we had uh, been able to upgrade our network to that extent that multiple surges of these kind of requirements came in and we uh, i would say were having the foresight or always you know when you offer best in class services uh, nothing comes as a surprise to you because it was very difficult for the telcos to shift the uh, backhaul immediately from where you are today to these new rescom areas and working on ground in itself was a very difficult proposition so that is one of the biggest change that i saw uh, you know constantly happening and uh, fortunately we were able to serve uh, both the enterprises and the consumers in a manner in which they were able to uh, run their efficiencies on both their personal uh, you know financial well being and personal well being as well and what is the current plan sudhir in terms of for example in india expansion what are you currently looking at right so uh, expansion is one aspect of it mm-hmm. also we have service offerings which we bring on the same layer uh, as i said we have a unique proposition where across a single access port you have multiple service provisioning abilities so we we came into india with uh, internet exchange uh, in the thick of uh, covid we launched our cloud exchange 
uh, which which is the direct cloud model that I told you about. And on the 14th of February, we launched Microsoft Azure Peering Services. Uh, again, the beauty of this product is that it brings down latencies by 90%, uh, as a result of which the IT team will have at least a 50% reduction in trouble tickets as well. So the entire SaaS consumption that today is happening over an open internet uh, is now available across a secure port, uh, which is free of DDoS uh, with SLAs, which are backed by uh, Microsoft. And this is a unique proposition, which got co-created by the global engineering team in Frankfurt and uh, the fabulous team of uh, Microsoft sitting out of Seattle. Uh, so now uh, to answer, sorry. Yeah. So, sorry, please go ahead, please go ahead. Yeah. yeah. And then further to that, we have expansion plans, as you asked me. Uh, I think within the next one month or so, we should uh, have uh, SIFI uh, a Tidal Park in Chennai coming up for us, which would be our 17th pop uh, where we uh, will operate on our own. And by a unique uh, you know, ability to serve another 22 location-based customers where we are not there directly uh, via the Lightstorm Alliance that we've been able to build in the last one year or so, where in those locations where we are not able to serve the customers on the data center premises, uh, we will have extension of our services via our uh, tie-up with uh, Lightstorm. So that's how uh, rapid expansion is being uh, planned. In addition to that, another next three months, we should be available in Bangalore and Hyderabad on our own. So uh, these are a couple of things that you know, I can share with you. And also, uh, a month, uh, sorry, a couple of months back, we had a, uh, you know, first alliance, so to speak, on a national basis uh, with, with an organization called as AAA Cloud. And uh, these folks will come up with uh, cutting edge uh, uh, technology to be deployed across 200 edge pops across India. Uh, that that activity will start from uh, the first week of uh, April. Uh, so the next fiscal will see a lot of action from Dekisi standpoint, either via direct or via indirect modes of being available across the country. So Sudhir, you mentioned in terms of uh, running your own. So I'm assuming in your current operations, it's it's outsource or partner approach? Or... Uh, no, it is 100% uh, run by us. But when I say uh, pops of our own means that those are locations which are data center locations, but within them, uh, we have our active and passive racks. So okay. uh, organizationally, we are built in such a manner that we don't compromise on network hygiene and global standards are maintained. So uh, we, we don't give any service which is outside of the data center, you see. So uh, you, might, you might have a data center and just across 600 meters away from there, you might be able, able to get some service offering by somebody. But in case of DKIX, that will never be possible. If you want to consume DKIX services, it will always be out of the Fort Knoxes, which are the data centers. And we are very discerning when it comes to choosing which data center partner to work with so that, uh, you know, not only do we uh, become a catalyst for their business, but we also uh, ensure that our uh, global repute is enhanced, if not anything else. So one question which comes to my mind, 
hypothetically mm-hmm. speaking mm-hmm. what is the lowest latency from a consumer standpoint uh is possible in the near future oh we are already looking at those things no like i told you today uh mm-hmm. high velocity gaming uh, setups today run mm-hmm. uh, you know by virtue of uh, you know uh, respecting people's business uh, uh, you know uh, plans i wouldn't want to name them but we already have networks which are riding within mumbai at multiple locations and so so other locations wherein by virtue of being connected with dkicks they are able to get the uh, best latencies and as a result of which they are able to offer a low latency service to their customers at a premium obviously and a small example if i can give you a 53 millisecond outreach mm-hmm. uh, under normal circumstances comes down to 5 millisecond when it comes to a maps as a service if i have to tell you and hence that is the level of optimization that we bring in from from uh, 53 to 5 would be typically a 90% improvement in latency wow and i was reading i think sometime back uh, google mm-hmm. used to operate cloud gaming but they shut down that sort of division if my memory mm-hmm. serves me mm-hmm. correctly so uh, what do you see i mean uh, the let's pick a couple of technology like cloud gaming or mm-hmm. 5g coming in ai coming in you know what are these interesting applications or use cases you see on top of it which can be leveraged uh by different companies correct so uh there might there might have been certain reasons for uh, some organizations to say that uh, okay uh, we we may not find this uh, suiting our business requirements as of now uh, but our experience uh, both in in india and internationally is that gaming is something that is uh, growing by leaps and bounds number one and one of the key components you know uh, is latency in, in the whole affair and that's why uh, we have a internal uh, you know uh, nomenclature that we use and we say that latency is the new currency today you know slow actually is the new broken so if you are slow in your network then there's nothing to talk about and uh, gaming in india i think uh, will be at least 5x within now to 2025 with the network uh, becoming more and more uh, robust uh, the awareness is like nobody's business and you've seen some reports that have come in recently wherein you know uh, already we've seen a implosion of data happening so one is that uh, 5g i think is very very uh, uh, under read as of now uh, people have not been able to read the benefits that general janta ki baat kar raha hu Uh, they feel that they'll get faster speeds and that's where it ends but uh, trust me there are uh, already business cases which have seen a lot of uh, investments being made in 5g other than the normal mobility piece so you have uh, the connected cars which will work uh, fabulously well you will have uh, ai uh, as we call it uh, internally the digital triangle so Uh, ai iot and 5g uh, will form the heart brain and hands of the uh, you know tech revolution that we will see in india as it is i mean you pick up pick up any uh, tech reports uh, on any front you will see that india has been doing a fab uh, uh, gallop 
when it comes to where it was a couple of years back and where it is today. And by virtue of not having any legacy infrastructure also adds to your advantage that you are able to leverage these, uh, you know, technologies that have come in. Uh, today, the knowledge transfer happens seamlessly. So we already see, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to name them, but maps, for example, today, uh, before my rollout has happened, a global, uh, you know, automobile giant, uh, to put it very mildly, with multiple brands under their hat, is already talking about a 20 gig onboarding with us uh, in Bangalore and a 20 gig onboarding with us at uh, 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 Chennai for their services, which will require maps to be used. On the other hand, you will see uh, a car that came in which had internet inside. But that's that's only uh, the tip of the iceberg. Uh, once the edge pops start coming in, no edge pop will remain, uh, you know, uh, successful or uh, scalable unless and until you have the ability to have somebody uh, put up an interconnection platform like ours and have these two or three elements as much as it is required. For, and one of them will definitely be a, uh, the ability to have 5G deployment out there. So I think uh, no best uh, time could have been there you know, for, for India to see. And that's how you see one of the largest enterprises who is not into mobility business has gone ahead and taken a license for 5G for their own True. enterprise consumption. True. Mm -hmm. So, so the in terms of um, looking at this entire landscape, I, and you mentioned, right, cannot be a more terrific time to be in. Uh, I wanted to ask you from the other side, uh, other perspective is what are the biggest challenges in this space each business has their own nuances and challenges um, from your perspective what are the biggest challenges in this space or limitations currently which you which you as an organization trying to overcome so uh, see one of the biggest challenges that one saw earlier and we've been trying to mitigate it to the best possible extent but with the headroom that you have and the scope of improving is definitely there. Although we've seen a lot of government interventions in bringing down prices. So if I have to uh, put it in terms loosely in terms of uh, those uh, priorities, one was always network availability, the availability of network and the cost of services is very high. So today, if you are, uh, having a setup in Pune, uh, a, a robust, dependable SLA based service from here to Pune costs you a bomb. And then you also have a minuscule cost of an interconnection platform onboarding. So our friends in the data center industry have made it very easy to onboard. We've made the pricing so aggressive that people find it uh, really uh, a no brainer to onboard with us. But then when you have to traverse the various geographies where the actual consumption of data happens. Uh, that is with due respect to the current infrastructural uh, availability. Uh, that is one challenge for sure. Second, uh, where regulations and the way and means in which the business used to run. So the government has been uh, good enough to bring down um, uh, prices for the uh, A, B, C class licenses. And uh, like we've seen uh, a lot of work that used to take humongous amount of time now actually happening in a jiffy and uh, 
the priority that they used to give uh, has changed over the last three years at least. So, couple of challenges that you see any which ways will, uh, you know, uh, exist, but how far and how fast are we able to uh, mitigate them and uh, bring some semblance of, like for example, today you have 6 lakh villages in India and uh, we want to make it a, uh, a digital Bharat, you know, because for you and me, India is like four metros and another four, five, six uh, sub metros. Uh, but the actual Bharat is where the connectivity needs to be. And that's where uh, the ability to orchestrate a public uh, enterprise having to latch on to a private enterprise and have a network that is omnipresent will actually bring the next wave of, uh, you know, uh, digital availability across India. And I'm sure uh, sooner rather than later, we will uh, see some of those steps also being uh, taken in the right direction. And uh, please correct me if I'm wrong. I think it also connects with the ARPU, which gets generated, which is currently the lowest in India. I think this mm-hmm. sort of also ties into the entire picture or uh, it no, needs see, to increase... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so infrastructural deployment will always be a capital intensive kind mm-hmm. of a challenge for any organization, which is, and that is why I said that, uh, why, why uh, reinvent the wheel, you know, uh, mm. why th- certain things are in a manner in which why fix it when it ain't broken. So if you and me have networks across the same geography, there is no point for the third guy to come and build a network especially for him to carry services from x to y you know so and, and that's where you know in the most uh, understated manner i said that uh, it would be a nice thing to see uh, public and government assets which are already there on the ground getting orchestrated in such a manner and of course in a monetizable manner that overall cost to serve comes down and both the sides of the organization, whether it is the private or the government-owned organizations, are able to monetize the investments that they've already made in those fiber assets, you know. So, that is what I was trying to uh, say. And uh, ARPU has been, to be very honest with you, uh, going up in the wide line business today. Uh, mm-hmm. In places where people have been able to understand their operational landscape and bring in services. And I have personally been... Uh, just because, you know, sometimes uh, saying Sathyada important is to show that what I say is actually what can happen on the ground. So, I'll give you a simple example of how ARPUs are simply uh, doable is uh, increase in ARPU that is. So, uh, an ISP today used to consume telco grade bandwidth at a very, very high cost. And as start, cost started crashing down, uh, his uh, network investments also grew, you know. He had to be able to serve the customer in such a manner that he has state-of-the-art deployment right at the last mile. And customer today is now, because of the large telcos, getting used to the fact that one single fiber comes in and gives him all services. So how do I do that and also make money was the challenge. And that's where if they onboard with somebody like a DKIX, for example, you not only save 90% of your procurement cost from the telcos, but then by virtue of having that port, all the SMEs, SMBs and enterprises which you have wired up for giving that simple broadband or lease line connection immediately become a revenue spinner for you because you are able to give them direct cloud and uh, 
then the maps service will come. And since all of these are extendable via the same investment of fiber that he's already made, the port investment that he's already made, his ARPUs actually go through the roof. So those discerning members in the community who understand what they have are actually making good money today. At least the third one has just come in, but these two services have been able to give them a lot of ability to save the right kind of money and to deploy it where it is want, you know, wanted by their organization, so to speak. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, in terms of um, your competitors, right? So how, how are you uh, as an organization able to differentiate or what are those factors you are positioning yourself on? Sorry, I lost you. Hello? Yeah. So, Sudhir, my question was, yeah. in terms of your competitors, how are mm -hmm. you able to differentiate? What are those core factors you are able to yeah. position yourself and uh, position? See, uh, I typically have a little bit of a different view when it comes to this particular business where we look at ourselves as enablers to the digital transformation journey that the ISP wants to make. Uh, the enterprises want to make and hence everybody at least from my viewing glass I would look at them as a, uh, a collaborator uh, in this endeavor rather than uh, a competitor so to speak in the true sense but I understand what your question is so if I have to give you one clear differentiating factor as I said some time back is the only organization that has got the uh, you know, mindset of bringing in and the service offering that you can bring along with it to have a complete life cycle of a customer to be managed today. And uh, whether you are somebody who just wants to break away from the earlier model of doing business and set up your own ISP. So we go ahead and help people with getting an AS number, with their licenses, uh, telco grid uh, discussions if they want to make that, uh, then uh, data center level discussion for them to onboard at the right data center and obviously our peering services also come to the play there so how does one look at this business from a life cycle management then how does this service quality change so we've un, you know we've been able to unambiguously demonstrate to the industry today how we have significantly impacted and redefined the market thanks to our focus on the customer first ideology due to which we not only invested very heavily into the business, we never knew the spurge that is going to come. And uh, I, I jokingly used to tell my uh, friends and colleagues that uh, my friends from the global engineering team were the last folks to leave from here to Germany before the COVID lockdown happened. You know, <laughs> so we have a network resilience that is unbeatable today. But customer first always has been one of the most important things for us. Then comes the single access port, as I told you where once you come on board with us, you have a gamut of services that are available across the same access port, thereby giving you the confidence that you will have multiple surges of revenue enhancement and service enhancement that you can do for your organization yourself, or if you are a businessman, for you to make those avenues available within your customer premises. All this is very good to talk about, but are there any numbers to speak? is what you would have been thinking by now. <laughs> to, give you a, uh, to give you a context, uh, December 2019, uh, when I did a cleanup of my network, I was able to see that 
we have a couple of customers who are non-paying, but their setups were showing as my customer. So we knocked them off. Never a bad time to start uh, the the right thing to do, you know. So 74 customers is what we started off with in 1st of December 2019. Today we are touching 600 customers, right? Uh, not only did we become the largest internet exchange in India, but Dikix Mumbai became the largest interconnection platform across 29 countries and 153 internet exchanges which are listed on peering db so it's a neutral body it's not i my word against yours uh, that's for everyone to see and we've we've kept this uh, lead on for last one and a half years so wow. these are the couple of discerning things that we bring to the table uh, because of their nature of business i don't want to name the telco but mm -hmm. in an environment where the telcos thought that we are the ones who will be cutting into their business to the telco actually onboarding with us taking you know cognizance of the power of the service which will be able to give them revenue enhancement you know it becomes a very powerful hunting and a farming tool for them uh, for the last one and a half years they've been uh, successfully running the uh, direct cloud model within their service offering for their customers so this is a testament to the fact that you know, we are we are here to co-create and help our customers grow. You know, you can you can have the gift of the gab and speak as much as you want, but if you're not able to show money on the table, you, you don't have results that speak for you. Uh, that's the that's the difference that we bring to the table. You know? I think very well said and extremely impressive to be able to achieve that scale. And uh, then, so the, so um, moving on, what is what are those things which excites mm -hmm. you now? Now looking at, you know, to be able to achieve from 74 to 600, what are what are the other milestones you're looking at uh, right. to achieve maybe next couple of years or whatever timeline or time frame you have? So a little bit intertwined with the info that I gave you some time back when you asked me about the competition. So what excites me more is to bring that scale uh, to play in such a manner that in terms of revenue, although I, I would not want to talk about it, we've probably been the fastest growing, uh, 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 you know, from where you are to where you were kind of a stuff uh, in the interconnection business for sure. Customer, there is no doubt that we had that kind of a ramp up, which is unparalleled across in the industry from uh, the interconnection platform industry. But if I have to see that our Frankfurt exchange has about 1500 plus customers in the last 26 years. And in these last three years, we've had about 450 odd customers, you see. So how do how do I get that 450, 470 up to that 1500 scale and bring in that level of, you know, bridge the gap at the shortest possible time, number one. And as I said, be the enabler and be the most uh, sought after interconnection platform. And, and in due humility, I can tell you that any organization uh, which runs a data center uh, globally or nationally is in discussion with us because of the ability to you know, become a catalyst for their business. And actually, uh, they, they have had conversations where their customers typically would want to 
know if dkx is there in their uh, data center that's coming up and then take a decision whether to onboard here or with some other data center so these are the uh, exciting things that i look forward to uh, are uh, the expansions that i've told you are only about two or three but uh, since a lot of conversations are with uh, global organizations which are setting up uh, their businesses out here um, deliberately wanting to keep those discussions uh, out of the public domain so to speak but uh, there will be a lot of action on those lines for sure in the coming fiscal amazing sudhir um great to hear and the scale you guys have achieved uh, and the execution uh, thank you so much for your time uh, any final closing comments from your side well i think i spoke too much already so <laughs> <laughs> i i would only i, I would only end uh, by saying that we are we are you know elated and uh, very happy to see because you've done it you are you are a little bit more happy uh, but mm-hmm. i'm sure people who come to know like today you are the one who's come to know i'm sure everybody as an indian is Absolutely. very happy that we've been able to have one entity here which stands out amongst 29 countries 153 exchanges as the top uh, you know uh, customer bearing uh, uh, location and our endeavor will always be to ensure that we put dickix uh, uh, on the uh, top in any and every service that we will be able to bring and make those uh, things happen for our customers how how many you know uh, problems am i going to help solve how am i going to be a participant to the digital transformation endeavors both at the enterprise level and at the isp level is what uh, i am looking forward to and i'm sure we'll be able to bring in that small contribution from our side to make uh, our country a digitally accelerated uh, country absolutely i think that's an excellent point sudhi because i i i always felt uh, you know consumer facing products or businesses get more attention than the actual at the back end you know companies right. or services which are making things happen right. needs right. equal amount of attention and <laughs> focus so that's absolutely great to know you know uh, and thank you uh, for coming to blitz business it was great to have you and helping us understand technology a little bit better more and exciting us for the future <laughs> it's a pleasure speaking to you ashish and uh, i wish you all the very best